The Nerd or Not podcast is an irregularly aired show about games, movies, TV, comics, theme parks and anything else that floats our fandom. And now, here's your hosts, Jay, Bob, and Corey, the Creighton's Guild. Hello, Creightons, and welcome back to episode 46 <laughs> of the Nerd or Not podcast. That's a uh, number. Yeah, that is a number. It's, yeah. What is a number? It's not 42. We've we've done that joke before. Yeah, yeah. Have we, I'm going to go off you, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna have, I'm taking your word for it, which is not a number, and now we're back to zero. Yeah. He's a very trusting Corey. I'm a very liable Bob. <laughs> Reliable? Liable? Reliable. Go with it. We give our opinions on a range of topics, everything and anything under the bright nerd sun. It seems All like while- if you're one of those, or a lot of one of those, you don't have to be too much of the other one. Like if you're really if you're really reliable, then you don't have to be too liable. But if you're really liable, then you're not too much of reliable. But what if you're charming as fuck? Um, uh, you ever thought about running for office? Nope. Ooh, do that ain't gonna shit. happen. <laughs> we do all those uh, things while promoting fellowship, conversation, and humor every chance we can. And as you can mm-hmm. see, we're back on YouTube. We got uh, the webcams our- back. Are we? Where were we for a little while? Uh, we were in uh, the silent uh, confines of uh, this room <laughs> because you were in the process of moving, and looks like uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> looks like you're still in that process. Yeah, pretty much. Um, because this, to me, I don't know how. You, well, you know how we do things, but nobody else out there watching this mess does. But uh, whenever I move into a new apartment, it's basically me moving into a, a brand new canvas. And I aim to misbehave, so that's why you don't see anything on the walls here. I love that. Is a uh, is is it a orange or brown? It's uh, it's a color that I would like to call too much Boston Market in one week. Oh, baby poop. Uh, baby, yeah, stuck here. Velcro poop, I think is what it's called. Velcro poop. All right. Yeah. It says so on the paint can. I've actually got that right over there. <laughs> I almost believed you for a moment. <laughs> now who's gullible? <laughs> Actually, I just took a I just took a sharpie and wrote Velcro poop on the label because it felt like the right thing to do. We are part yeah. of the Somebody's Network. I'm trying to push this along. <laughs> We're part of the Somebody's Network, although there are I'm pretty sure there are parties in that network that wish that was not the case. Oh yeah, there's yes. a few of them that wish we weren't in there. Yeah. Look at you, goobs. <laughs> goobs? No. Ed two no, goobs, eh? Go- oh. Goobs is cool. Jenny is cooler. The traitor. I knew not to trust those filthy maple syrup sucking, bacon molesting sons of bitches up north. But I, but I love y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I was just on an episode of. Are you all right? Yeah. Oh, get to this. I want to hear about this actually. Okay, Secret yeah. levels is the pimp. We're gonna get into this topic a little bit. Uh, we wanted to share some of our thoughts regarding it, but I had I was part of a discussion with uh, Toby and Goobs and Jenny Bean on the Secret Levels podcast, and we talked mm. about Telltale and how they've gone under and like what kind of influence they <laughs> had on us. Yeah, and, gone under is putting it quite mildly. Well, and, yeah, and, some, uh, and way too charitably. Yeah, so, some more news about um, what it what happened behind the scenes came forward today. Um, I have the report. Uh, we'll get into it, but it's basically exactly what you think. It's financial, basically. Oh, it was just financial. A whole lot of uh, unethical is uh, surrounding this uh, is surrounding this issue, issue too. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. 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 
But unfortunately, okay. uh, if you've been watching this channel, our YouTube channel, you've noticed uh, I've been going to a lot of theme parks as of late. <laughs> guess what? We're going to talk more theme parks today. Mm-hmm. Because uh, from about September to the end of the year, that is the theme park season around here. That is the time to hit up the, all the parks around here. And that's when you, with uh, Halloween. you get the flex in your large intestine. Yes. Gentlemen, rest <laughs> your sphincters. It's food and wine season. <laughs> Just go with it. We're right. solid. It's, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. The hands are flailing. It is out of here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Air you only bongos. Gotta, you're only going to get that on YouTube. You're not yes, Podbeam. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the Podbeam the Podbeam experience has been lessened somewhat by our visual eh. shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, hey, check this out. Watch this. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, oh, right? That, that was <laughs> That was top shelf right there. <laughs> and the Podbean people? Sorry. It's Not uh, a clue. No yeah. idea. <laughs> It'll remain our little secret, YouTube. So, we had some things we wanted to share. We Corey and I went to Halloween Horror Nights. I've gone like four times, and that was the most packed I'd ever seen it. But really? the other Do you the think other times. Do you think the Stranger Things crowd brought that in? Oh hell yeah, it did because because it brought a lot of the normies in, and that was the thing about the thing about the Halloween normies. Horror Nights. And I think um I think I actually said this to you like when we were going is that it's like one of very few places on the planet where like the con scene and the nightclub scene mingle. Oh yeah, without seams, and it's the damnedest thing to witness. Because it's like you gotta you you have like a you have like a, a chunk uh, you have like a group full of chach in line and then right behind them is somebody uh, cosplaying as like Pinhead, a, 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 a very hirsute Pinhead, and uh, and then right and, behind them everyone you'll have has like, bo. Yeah, well, almost everybody has bo. Some people are like laid in an axe, and then other people smell like you know the clothes that they wore the previous day. And then, oh, look, right behind them is fucking Paige, the wrestler. Yeah. And it's, you're never going to get that anywhere else on the planet. Uh, she mm-hmm. was in the express lane, which you got to pay extra for. So, yeah, it probably was her. We don't know. But it yeah, but you think that if, if you think if she she had the Ducat, she would have had, like, a private tour or something. Or the RIP tour, which uh, Halloween Horror Nights offers to people who are willing to, you know, pay oh, yeah. the hell up. Yeah, the, the super expensive tickets. Now, can you imagine if you were working that house uh-huh. and... You hit, you hear your cue. You go to jump out and scare, and you see like some big name celebrity, and you're like, ah, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trained professionals, and I am not." I, <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> okay, if I was in that situation, I probably would do exactly what you're describing. I'd be like, ah, "Oh shit, it's man, it's Mick Foley." Oh goddamn! Hey, can I? Can you sign this? I don't. I don't care. I'm gonna get fired. It doesn't matter. Can you sign my axe. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's my uh, here's my uh, latex. Go ahead and go ahead and get up in the. Uh, all right. Cool. Yeah, I wouldn't be too great at that. But yeah, Paige was there. Cool. The most threatening so- thing about the entire <laughs> event. <laughs> aside from the heat, yes. Yes. Aside from the goddamn the heat. God, I, it, heat doesn't bother you as much as it does me. But my God, it was. We we I I forced us to stop for a few minutes just so I could stop sweating for five minutes. I I um, must have lost two pounds in buckets. Do of you water. Uh, do you remember um uh what's uh what's that fucking fucker's name um 
Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember the actor, but do you remember the character from the first X Men movie uh, who was injected with like the uh, the DNA and then he turned into like a? Oh yeah, the senator. Yeah, the senator guy. Yeah, you looked like him right after he got injected. That's I how much like Nixon. That's how much you were sweating, <laughs> and it was a bummer too because I couldn't have I couldn't have been too far behind you because I felt like damp when we left. There's this thing that I constantly suffer from when I go to the theme parks, and it's mm-hmm. called the Disney rash. Disney rash. When you, yeah, when you develop a, a heat rash along your legs, just above the line of your socks. Yep. Uh, some people get this like to the point where they can't walk anymore. Yeah. I just muscle through it, but the mm-hmm. next day, my all the way, almost up to my knee was just red, and I can't imagine how a lot of people deal with this thing. Of course, you don't have to be at Disney to get it. I got it at Universal at night. <laughs> Yeah, it should have been a little bit more forgiving. And uh, you can find uh, detailed and up-close pictures of those on the Cretans Guild Instagram, if you There's so desire. Yes, and a very uh, a very strange kink, although I, I'm not one to judge. Wait, Disney Rash? I gotta see this shit. Oh, yeah, that's red Wait, as did fuck. I? I, th- I think, actually, I did post the... But the, oh, did, you post I did. Them to your, did you post them to your personal or to Cretans Guild? Oh, uh, you know, I think I put it on my personal. Oh, okay. Leave a comment if you want to see it on the, the <laughs> on the Cretans Guild. <laughs> and somebody find us on Twitter at Cretans Guild. <laughs> Picks or it didn't happen, bitch. Post them. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's talk about well, uh, talking to pictures. Um, if you like shaky cam footage, we mm-hmm. got lots of footage of us walking around the streets because we couldn't take any. Uh, photography inside the houses so uh, all right so you said this is like the, your fourth one fifth one how many of these have you gone to okay, now this was my fourth one so i've been to like three others before then all right where would you rank it as far as uh, and we still didn't get to do everything but no, on we top did. of all so the I others you did i can't rank it fairly that's the thing i didn't we didn't get to do all the houses and we we missed two scare zones which is kind of hard to do <laughs> but we just we weren't able to get around that much because the weights were so extended yeah well yeah. when we first got there the weights were like 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 mm-hmm. minutes but then yeah. as soon as the sun went down 30 40 70 so like, cool S- stranger things 70 yeah. minutes that's insane and we stood in it because <laughs> we because we Cause were there we're and that was and that was what draw us that's what that's what drew us to it that was, that the, was big, the headline event so yeah like, that was the right, big selling point for this event and uh, it worked for pretty much everybody else too that's why they were there well, Stranger Things we did last, so let's get to that last. Let's right. talk about the other five houses we did. We started off with the Trick or Treat house, uh-huh. which, which uh, was probably a good mile long jog away from the theme park. Yeah, that was uh, that was tucked way into the uh, what was it? The corner next to uh, uh, where Fievel's Playland. Uh, yeah, not so- even. It's like so far back. I think I think we're on Disney property at this point. <laughs> um. That was uh, that was trick or treat, and that was uh, that was interesting because uh, one of the reasons I wanted to go to the last Halloween Horror Nights was because trick or treat was represented as a scare zone rather than its right. own rather than its own uh, focused attraction. And the scare zone was cool as shit anyway. And I got a couple of pictures of that from last year that I put on uh, Instagram and elsewhere. Um, but then they turned it into a house, which interestingly enough, they that left a uh, that left a scare zone open now. So what are they going to do with it? Here's the thing: they did. I think uh, that. The administrator, whoever the powers that be are that uh, plan the event every year, saw that the trick or treat scare zone was so good and so well put together that they were like, ah, we got to do something close to it, but not exactly on the nose. Otherwise, saturation. 
they did a scare zone called Twisted Tradition, which kept most of the set pieces and uh, added yeah. a few from Trick or Treat. And then, like, they even brought back some of the kids from the swamp. I don't know if you noticed that their costumes were similar to what were in the house. Um, yeah, I did. But then they added some, like, their own Airsats uh, pumpkin kin, uh, kind of milling about through the uh, scare zone itself. Uh, but they kept everything else. They kept, like, the hay. They kept some of the scarecrows from uh, Scarecrow of the Reaping, which was a house from last year. Um, and they had that old church built and all the jack-o'-lanterns that were hanging in the trees and stuff. And it was really cool. I want that one to be, like, a regular occurrence because that sets the scene for the Halloween vibe succinctly. And then, and of course it leads into trick or treat, which is, you know, way past, which is a little bit past it. What do you think it worked better as, as a house or as a scare zone? It was pretty cool because a lot of uh, scenes from trick or treat. I mean, there's the one, uh, there are the two scenes that, uh, are, uh, the werewolf segment. And then there's the, um, the school bus segment. Uh, and they're both kind of like, a. Uh, based on uh, possibly, but wholly fictional uh, urban legends. The thing where I got like super jazzed was uh, the uh, the scene that was the last segment in the movie. You're actually they bring they introduce you to the trick or treat house with that scene, the one with Brian Cox being terrorized by Sam. Oh right, yeah, with, yeah. That was cool because all those houses are like uh, close confines anyway, and a lot of that a lot of that segment depended upon that sort of claustrophobia. I thought it worked a lot better as a house, to be honest with you. Oh, but cool. if it came back next year as either one, I wouldn't mind uh, anyway. Yeah, Trick or Treat was one of the um, uh, the IP houses, as I refer to them, that yeah. I, I really liked. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it didn't oversaturate with a like a particular character over and over again. Mm-hmm, yeah, but uh, although it kind of did, but well, you didn't feel like it. Sam was a persistent theme in the house and in the movie. So right. that was Trick or Treat House. We also saw, what was the one next to it? Seeds of Extinction. The Seeds of Extinction. That was the yes. next one we went to. That one was peculiar. <laughs> um, it had an interesting story behind it. Uh-huh. Didn't make a lick of sense, but, you know, I it's love the, I love their original houses. People, like, sleep on them because it's not an IP or a license or anything. But they usually, like, go above and beyond, I think, because when those houses are given... Uh, to uh, whoever project leader is in charge of putting them together, they're like, all right, we're going to win this bitch. People are going to remember this one. And and it's always like... It's like like those unsponsored floats you see on the... uh, the, uh, the the Rose Bowl parade. Yeah, like, the ones that oh, look wow. The ones that look like they got something to prove, and that's what these yeah. houses always come off as because they're always like they try to innovate and they try to push boundaries, and they usually come out with like the goofiest but most lore heavy backstory for any of the houses. Was this the one where a meteorite has destroyed the Earth? A meteorite has destroyed Earth and wiped out well, not wiped out humanity, but diminished humanity to its like to its like a uh, uh, scarcest presence and plants have taken over. And you know, you know what the whole thing was? The whole thing to me was like the Triffids meet the Paramafe episode of Kolchak, the night stalker. <laughs> wow. That's niche. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, this is the splash zone of houses. You're going to get, you're going to get, you're not going to get soaked, but you are going to get wet in this you're guy. You're going to get funguses jacking off all over you. That's well, what happened. Yeah. They spray you. They drip. I, a couple of times I had water drip on my head. I'm thinking, is, is there uh, is there a leak in this building I should know about? No, it's part of because they wanted to feel like a uh, like a greenhouse. Yeah, and there's it's H- all had, misty. It had and to humid. be musty and muggy, and really all they had to do was just open a bay door. 
<laughs> yeah, just let the inside air or the outside air come in. Yeah, Boom. but it was set inside of an old mall, and then uh, when you escape the mall, you're in like some sort of a was bayou. Was that the setting? Yeah, well, it was yeah. They had like the facade of like a uh, of like you know a local like a small town mall on the outside. It was decayed and crumbling and shit and overgrown with vines. Um, and then like throughout the house, you go to like a uh, you go uh, you go to like a bayou sort of a setting. And this is the one I wanted to know about. I think you go to like an agricultural museum. Ooh. Remember when you entered, you see that plaque behind you or that giant monument to farmers. Is that what that was? I think it was. There, I don't know. It was there's so a lot cre- going on in these houses, it, it, and they want you constantly moving, so you can't uh-huh. just stop and look at stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. It, it was so creative. That, that, that one stood out to me. It's- that one, uh, Oh, I, I think it was funny. At the entrance of the house, they had mm-hmm. like this school bus that had some of the uh, the district name rubbed off of it. We looked <laughs> at it. It's like... Does that say Lee? Is that Lee, Lee District? <laughs> I think it says. I don't know. Lee, it probably said something else, but it looked like it could have said Lee District Schools. I mean, well, it could have been. And also, thanks to Halloween Horror Nights, or at least this year's Halloween Horror Nights, like Bluebird's making a killing on decommissioned school buses. Yeah, no kidding. Because <laughs> we saw <laughs> well, like they got to phase them out somewhere. We saw like five or six in that in this in this year's event alone. There's only so many demolition derbies who are going to hire those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they drove them all back out to Bithlow once they were done. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. The the school bus that they had in the front, uh-huh. they stuck like a bunch of twigs and tree branches and everything were protruding out of it. Yeah. And as we were coming around the corner to go inside, I heard uh, someone behind me yell at the like the usher, are those real branches? The guy yeah. looks oh, up, yeah. grabs a branch, it snaps off, and he goes, mm-hmm. yep, it's real. <laughs> it's real. I don't know what to do with this now. <laughs> However, the man-eating fungus that populate the inside of the house are probably not the genuine article. I'm willing to go out on that limb. That's a safe... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I just treated you to seconds. Boom. You know, we gotta tell that story at one point. (laughs) Because the seconds joke... Was probably the greatest joke. If you want to, um, I we'll, actually I we'll kind of at the end of the podcast. All right, we'll tell it at the end of it. Okay, sure. If if you're still feeling up to it, yeah. Well, um, if so, we remember, I'll never. I'll make a little note right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, seconds. Seconds. Yeah. And I'm it has. See that before we wrap up, and I'm like, oh yeah, we got this to tell. <laughs> by by the time <laughs> we get there, you're gonna be like, I don't want to do this to our audience, but. They must suffer along with me. Oh, I do. Yeah, they're <laughs> gonna right. suffer. Oh, good. As long as your hard. intentions are pure. Um, speaking of uh, suffer, actually, no, not speaking of suffering. This mm. is one of our favorite houses of the entire night. Uh, after that slaughter. was who was Cinema Slaughter or Slaughter Cinema? Yeah, sl- slaughter Cinema. I kept calling it sl- Slaughter of Cinema. Yeah, which I think actually works better. But Slaughter Cinema. Yeah. Um, now preface this with the uh, the th- the thing that you had told me like right before we went in there about all your the trailers. Well, uh, about yeah. your idea for a haunted house. Yeah, all the trailers from the Grindhouse movie that they showed in between the two features. Yeah, take all of those and make it into a house. And make that's like, what e- they did. Each trailer was like a disparate leg of the house, right? Yeah, that's that, and that was totally what this was. Now they didn't use the exact films from. 
from Grindhouse. They no, made, they, they created all. It's all original yeah, stuff. They conceptualize all their own stuff. So I want to. I want to wonder. I, I, I think it was actually the concept of this came from like a bunch of people like spitballing shit and throwing like all these wacky ideas at you know at a at a pick'em board. And then somebody was like, okay, we got a lot of good crap here. But we just don't have the time or the resources, and we can't really make all of these into their own houses. So why don't we just Slaughter make them all into cinema their own is house? the potpourri? <laughs> why don't we just yes, yes, it is the potpourri category of haunted houses. It's like all right, we have room for one more house. Let, give us some ideas, okay? Yeah. Werewolf biker bar, okay? Uh, bastard kid, okay? <laughs> the uh, baby, <laughs> the baby, yeah. baby. baby. <laughs> Shitties babies or something. <laughs> Shitties kids or no, something it was like that. The it was, baby beasts or something. I oh, can't baby, remember. That was a different one. Babies yeah. beasts. Uh, yeah. yeah. There was, uh, uh, there was Amazon the critter. Amazon yeah. cannibals from Planet Hell. I remember yeah. the title of that one. Pumpkin guts. Pumpkin guts. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the headliner of the entire event. Um, Swamp Yeti. Swamp, Swamp Yeti. Yeti. Swamp Yeti attack of the Swamp Yeti. Yes. Um, okay. God. This one was an oversaturation in the best of way. It, it was excessive. Um, yeah. Here's, I, it was my favorite one of the night. I mean, I kind of knew because it was a concept that I, that I was ready to buy into, but I was also one that I was prepared to be disappointed by because, because the, because the selling line or the hard line is, Way too good. It's, it's, it's so good. The concept by itself is, is, is enough of a selling point, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but last year, they did an Ash versus the Evil Dead house. And I bought like way into that like immediately, too, because the show is amazing. Um, so it's Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, Why wouldn't you And be? if you're an Evil Dead fan, you're kind of on board anyway. So like, get in there. Okay. Now, this was the house they decided to make. Um, they decided to try to mix horror with comedy in mirroring the, um, you know, the- in a uh, haunted house? In a haunted house, like in a live- performance environment yeah and hmm. the thing about these haunted houses is that a lot of the uh a lot of the performances are based on repetition because people are constantly queuing up and going through you have to see this you have to do the same thing over again that's really difficult to make funny so hmm. they tried to focus a little bit too much on that and in doing so it cost a lot of the scare factor as well because there was pratfalls and such and then the lady would like leap out from the sheet. And if you saw the show, you saw it coming and then you saw Ash trying to kick her ass back. And it was like, well, I kind of know where all this is coming from anyway. But even if you didn't, there was something funny happening before the scare. And there are a lot of like, um, there are a lot of the momentum. There are a lot of like breather moments. And yeah, the momentum was very difficult to maintain there. So I kind of expected the same thing from slaughter cinema. And it was like that for a while, but it was, we were too busy cracking our asses up in order to really give a shit. And then we got to, what was it, Swarmers, I think it was called? Which one was that? Basically, they were riffing on Critters. Oh, and okay, it, yeah, that was towards the end, yeah. And yeah. we got to the room, and it was like, oh, this is cute. It's all it's all the little Critters, like, everywhere. They're made out of fiberglass and, you know... Uh, uh, you see an animatronic of two of them bouncing up and down in a dummy. It's yeah, like, oh, it's okay. like, oh, this is, this is cute, and it's funny. This guy's got, like, his nose in cocaine or whatever. And then you round the corner, and you're like, God! Ooh, that was my first real scare of the night. <laughs> yeah. I was not prepared for this gigantic. Uh, I probably It was a it was thing. Big. It was a thing it that was happened. Really big yes. and scared the piss out of me. Yeah. And I'm one of those people who growing up in Florida, 
Uh-huh. Lightning strikes the house right next to me. I don't flinch. Like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's part of living here. Mm-hmm. So stuff was happening at Halloween Horror Nights. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, okay. Well, the other thing uh, is that... Uh, a lot of it, yeah, was mistimed. Like you'd hear the scream, then a guy would pop out. It's like, oh, okay. That's that's the one. That's the one worst. That's one crappy thing about live haunted house environments is that you're constantly queuing through, and the scares are often ill-timed. So like somebody you know pops out to give you, a, you know, to give you a shock, and you're like, well, that happened back there. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and that happens. Yeah, that was a, that was an issue we ran into quite often. Yeah, and if you're like in the dead, and you're, if you're in a scare dead zone, I guess you could call it. Um, that happens in succession. So you're just like, God, okay, look, I'm over here. All right, do your thing. I don't earn the check. I'll just move on to the next. Do one. the job. Do the job. I don't. I gotta. The, I gotta keep going. There, there was one part in uh, Slaughter Cinema that I, I wanted to actually stop moving and take it all in, and that was uh-huh. like this large uh, circular room mm-hmm. that had mirrors and these like druid characters staring into the mirror back at themselves. And they just like were pushing us through. And I want the beast baby. Happen. I want to see what's going on. Uh huh. Oh, it was the druids were like turning around and scaring other people behind you. That's what the deal was. Because you're like, oh, these guys are going to try to start some shit. Um, but the beast baby didn't. The beast baby was quite well behaved. Did you notice that? Yeah, well, it's a baby. That was actually my favorite part of the whole hot house was the beast baby. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. After you get to uh, swarmers and you're coming down off of the shock from that one. You still have to get through Swamp Yeti. So you're like, all right, well, this is going to be the cooldown period. And then Swamp Yeti fucks you up not once but twice. And I don't want to tell you how... I think three times almost. Um, well, it was first the initial one. And yeah. then and then there's like... I consider the second one to be part of the first one without giving away too much. The third one is the one that counts. And I don't want to say anything about that. Because people are going to be like... Fuck the Swamp Yeti when they get done. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "No, you broke the rules, dickhead." And that was the that was the best thing about that house. There was a lot of best things about that house. Too many to list. Yeah, so, that was poss- uh, that was my favorite house. Uh-huh. In that. I don't want to speak for you, but uh, there's another house that, that comes up close. We're gonna get to that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what what would you rank as all time houses you've been through? Where would Slaughter Cinema come for you. Slaughter Cinema was clever as shit and scary as fuck. Uh, but not creepy at all. Except for the Beast Baby bit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I want to say it's 10, but La Llorona still remains one of my favorite houses of all time. Oh, which one was that? La Llorona was from 2013. Blew my fucking mind. I'll tell you about that was one Was that an original? It was an original was... house. Yeah, it was based okay. on the, uh, the Mexican urban legend of La Llorona, the, the, the crying woman. Um, you have to you know look it up. That was that's actually oh rooted God. in uh, cultural mythology. So you know where they had the house. Do you remember the? Um, uh, I want to say the Casba uh, uh, Aladdin or something. Uh, Aladdin's Casba or, or whatever the fuck that is. It's next to a Spanish. Oh, in islands. No, in in Universal. Oh, oh wait, yeah. It's actually, I know. I know exactly. What yeah, you're it's actually about right now. in yeah. front of the Twisted Tradition Scare Zone. Uh, there's a Spanish style building next to that that NBC uh, uses as like a uh, uh, they call it the media a center corporate. or something. Yeah, it used to be something else. Uh, they built La Llorona in that, so they dressed up the outside of it, which already got you you know got you all jazzed to go into the house, and the inside they turned just ah inside out. <laughs> Uh, literally, I didn't really mean to go there, but <laughs> um, 
It's all right. Let it go. They, they, they did it up well. And if you actually look up footage of the La Llorona house on YouTube, you can see some of the choicer uh, scare moments in it. And they went all they went all out on that fucking thing. I'm telling you. And this is a live environment, by the way. A lot of people look at some of the segments from that house and are like, oh, that must have come from one of those Masters of Horror movies from back in the ni- or back in the 2000s. Or, no, this was stagecraft, 100%. Oh, so wow. look that up and then be jealous that I got to go and you didn't. So what is the, uh, the normal lifespan for one of these original houses that uh, Universal does? Does it last a year or more? Uh, you, do you, you mean do they? How long do they hang on to the concepts for each house? Because well, I mean, do they bring houses gonna... back every year, or is it you're a one and done deal? Ah, uh, no. The turnaround. There are there are houses that get turnaround. Like there's a house based on Resident Evil that pops up like once every two or three years. Um, but I think that's kind of like generally how it is. Uh, it's for some reason it depends some... on the, the the waters at that moment. See what's yeah. popular. Like, like whoever owns whatever IP is going to be like, hey, if we uh, flip this license to you and you need something to – you need another placeholder, you don't have enough houses or something, go ahead and use it. Silent Hill, Resident Evil, they've done that twice. I think um, – I think – oh, what's another one that's done it a bunch? Uh, I want to say Evil Dead did it. No, they only had the one house. Did American mm. Werewolf in London did a few times, didn't it? No, as far as I know, they only had the one house, and that house was goddamn awesome. Ah. That's that's one of my top fives right there. So the majority of houses are a one and done, for the most I, part. I want to say that they are, but I know that like they bring repeat, repeat licenses back. And not in the way that this year's did, because we had returns from uh, both Bloomhouse Films and uh, American Horror Story. No, 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 no. That wasn't no? correct. American Horror Story didn't come back for this year. Um but Bloomhouse Films did because they had two movies coming out. So oh, okay. they don't usually work like that, though. It'll just be like the Resident Evil house came back, and it's a very specific house. You'll remember it if you've ever been on it. And it's I've done it at least twice. And I've only been four times, mind you. <laughs> yeah. More t- that's three more times than I've been the last 15 years. Yeah. So it has happened before. But I don't think originals have actually made a return. And that's really unfortunate because some of the originals have been stellar. That was going to be my next question. How often do originals get repeat viewings? Couldn't tell you. No uh. clue at all. And I haven't seen La Llorona back since. Which mm. is a crime. Anyway. That, that's a shame. Uh, speaking of shame, mm-hmm. after that uh, Slaughter of Cinema, we were amped up. We were so freaking excited. And then we're like, let's go try out this other thing. The uh, Academy of Villains. I felt I felt that I had led you astray based off of a recommendation. Um, and well, go what ahead, happened your... in this mm-hmm. was not uh, the downside of anything positive or negative that you leaned me towards. Um, I had an idea of what it was. I, I still uh-huh. I was about ninety percent clueless, but that ten percent of me was like. Okay, this is going to be a good time for me to just sit down and get off my legs for a little bit. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a bunch of people doing flippy jumps. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it was uh, a lot of it was active dance uh, and performance art and such. I saw last year's show. Last year was the first show, as, as far as I can tell, that they did it because they were Bill and Ted's replacement. Right. You know, God bless Bill and Ted. Their show sucked, but they'll still be missed. <laughs> um, and I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. It was more of a generalized horror uh, Celebration? Not really. It was honestly, it just uses horror as kind of like a veneer for a very active and very acrobatic sort of a like a blue man group. 
uh, type of a troop show, you know? And it oh, was so cool. They, they did a lot of acro- acrobats in uh, the Bill and Ted thing then. Uh, no, they did a lot of sucking out loud in the Bill and Ted thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Bill and Ted thing is, it was super populist humor. Uh, a lot of uh, parodies of uh, current day um, modes of entertainment and ideas. Like they did a Game of Thrones thing and they had a, a fake Robin Thicke come out to do blurred lines. And it was like, oh, God. This is, this is concentrated cringe and I'm, uh, I need to leave right now. Um, but a lot of people missed the show because it was so unapologetically corny. Um, and it definitely did have a presence at Halloween Horror Nights. It's just that there's. I do have a cringe threshold, as hard as that may be to believe, and it lies at the foot of Bill and Ted's, <laughs> Bill and Ted's uh, Halloween show, whatever the hell it was called. I've actually yeah. got the, I, I have a shot glass from the final show somewhere around here, and it's, ugh, it's lost in the sea of detritus in my living room. It's in a um, box someplace. Yeah. So Academy of Villains returned. Here are the big differences. Um, they had a narrative this time. Which I thought, uh, which was a new thing. Uh, because last time it was just all randomized. And plus, because Bill and Ted had exited the property, uh, they were able to take over the animal actor stage. Uh, uh, Academy of Villains before was in the open air performance area that was right in front of where Twisted Tradition was. Oh, really? Yeah. And not, to be honest with you, I kind of thought the open air vibe lent a whole lot of identity to that show because it was everybody kind of standing around and like talking to each other and like getting amped up. But this felt more organized and more insular. Uh, it didn't take away from the show, but I think just having it be in, uh, having it be outside added a much more personal and intimate feel to it than we were getting with uh, Academy of Villains Cyberpunk, which if it hasn't been played the fuck out already this year. <laughs> this certainly made a bid towards uh, accomplishing that goal. Um, uh, I like the show for what was for for what was still happening. However, there was something that impeded our enjoyment of it very greatly this time, and <laughs> that's probably what you were going to talk about. What, what, did I? En- I think I would have enjoyed the show if we got to see the whole thing. Uh, maybe, there was maybe. some aspects that uh, this could be just grumpy old Bob talking where. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight the robotic regime by doing the wave. Just- oh, the the plot, as it were, was about as deep as <laughs> about as deep as that. That's there <laughs> on the ground right now. Um, <laughs> but that's not why you see one of those shows. You see no, because people are yeah. people are doing shit that I can't do with my like my busted ass knees anymore. Um <laughs> And it was pretty neat because they got really creative. Like the like the standout gimmick of the show for me was the bit where they were having like a like a dance battle, but it was behind a uh, behind a projection scrim. That where, was impressive. I will give you that one. That where was they were, really good. They had like two dimensional animated like effects and explosion and stuff uh, explosions happening like right in front of the people that were uh, dance fighting. Um, and I saw a lot dance of like fighting. before that there was even like well they, they it, that reminded me there there was actually involvement from a lot of like uh, live capoeira performances uh, leading into the core of the uh, the show you know before the uh, what was it called the regime or the revolt where the good guys the regime were the bad cyborg guys yeah. yeah before they made their first appearance I don't know I, I was buying into it because I I I like I liked what I was seeing um, it's just that what happened. 
Well, as they're setting up for what looked like was going to be a very elaborate stunt, they were setting up like these, uh, like a these... terribly complicated stunt sequence. <laughs> yeah, they're, they were setting up like some kind of cables that you uh-huh. use to tie down cargo on the back of your truck. Yeah. And you could tell these are the kind of, of uh, straps that performers would jump up and down and do flips on, like a trapeze yeah. act. And, and let's get into the complexities of the acts that they were in the middle of when this was all happening. You could tell that this strap was not supposed to be seen with naked eyes because it was all dark. And the dancers were doing some sort of like synchronized routine involving like laser pen fingertip things. Yeah. You remember that shit? <laughs> yeah, fighting the, the robot regime with lasers. Laser I think it was, it was supposed to be like, oh, they're looking for us, and this is their portable laser detection system. Yeah, their, their search parameters thing. or something yes. like that. It was, of course, all for the sake of sound and fury, but um, then the lights came on. Then the lights came <laughs> on. <laughs> then the show, the house lights came on, and uh, the lead, perf- the lead uh, dance actress runs up to the front, and she's like, what the? F- <laughs> and then all of a sudden we saw like the uh, the dancers that were acting as stagehands at that point. They were like, "Oh fuck!" And they all scrambled towards the back, like termites. Stunt coordinators are, are holding the cables. They're like, "This ain't right." Yeah. <laughs> union so, hands are when union hands start freaking out. Yeah, shit has gone awry. And then the alarms came on, and then yep. everybody was asked to leave. They now, said, enjoy your say, but get out. The going theory at that time, or at that point, was that there was too much smoke in the performance area, and it had caused the alarms to go off. Which is kind of weird, because you know that they had had a dry run of this show, and several live oh, yeah, performances. Several. We were, I think that was we their second or third performance of the night. When of we the were night, there. but we had not gone on the first day of Halloween Horror Nights. They have done this show for at least a week and a half. For I think a week. At that point, yeah. How likely is it that somebody didn't put limiters on the amount of smoke that would fill that arena? Uh, yeah, I came up with that, that the the, the fog effects and the smoke effects mm-hmm. probably set off the alarm. Because I've seen that happen in, in like, working in production. It's like, hey, let's bring in a smoke machine. Uh, should we shut off the fire alarm? Too late. <laughs> that, that's happened before. There And since this is kind of like an outdoors venue yeah. to, to a point... I, I doubt it was the fog or the smoke or anything like that. Yeah. It wasn't I, a fire. That's it wasn't for sure. a fire. I think somebody took a spill, but other people were saying the fog thing uh, as well. And it's not that it's not the possibility of it wouldn't be out of mind. It's just the odds. It just happened to be on our show when we were there, the one show that we were catching out of two months and four live performances a night. Go ahead and do the multiplication because I'm too lazy for math. It's a but lot. I don't think it was. I don't think it was the smoke at all. I think somebody. It was probably some teamster having a smoke, and he's just like, "What? No smoking? Fuck him!" <laughs> well, you notice how they were setting up for that for the bit that they were about to do. People like climbing up scaffolding and shit in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, like I only saw like one of them uh, right before the uh, right after the lights went up. I was like, "Hey, where'd the other one go?" <laughs> so I'm wondering like, if it's just some kid who pulled an alarm. It could have been. It could have been that too. Actually, that would be the most likely thing. I don't know, but I like. I like those. I like those shows. I kind of. I am. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of miffed. You can't be too pissed because if somebody like fucked up and got hurt, then you're like, well, do better next time. You can't be like that. <laughs> Get good. <laughs> don't fuck up. Don't imperil yourself just to entertain us. I mean, gosh. 
like, it was disappointing taking two kicks to the face yeah it was disappointing that we didn't get to see the rest of it but i hope everybody was was okay and i look forward to seeing the show finish um and that was what happened with us at academy of villains it was uh oh well yep but then school, we moved on school was let out early at the academy um, Unfortunately, the next thing we did, well, we walked around uh, Nocturne Alley for a little bit. Yeah. Then we decided, it, well, yeah, we wanted to check out Nocturne Alley because it's Halloween because, for well, God's it's, sake. It's, see, it's, it's set so, like, seamlessly into the rest of the Halloween uh, set dressing that the rest of the park puts up. It's just like, it's already here. Why not, why not keep it open? Yeah. Yeah. So we looked at, like, uh, giant bones and talking shrunken heads and such. And unfortunately, um, well, the next thing we went on didn't break down, but mm-hmm. man, I wish it did. Well, which one was it? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the newest attraction at Universal Studios Orlando, Florida. Yeah, when uh, when this first opened, somebody, I was doing, I was a guest on another podcast, and somebody asked me, why aren't you at the, the premiere for Fast and Furious? I'm like, I don't know. There's <laughs> a pretty good reason. Um, yeah. First off, Universal's got a lot of rides that involve screens. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. one of them. This one's yep. not 3D like Kong is. It's very much like Kong. Weirdly enough, a lot of their shit is in 3D. What? How? The, where did the bottom fall out on that budget? I think at one point this ride was supposed to be in 3D, mm-hmm. but something, maybe there's some backlash about people complaining. You know, you got too much 3D in this park. Every park, every ride I go on, I got to put on glasses. Okay, I get 3D fatigue at the theaters, but you're at Universal fucking Studios, and you've already done, like, X amount of 3D rides so far. Why would you suddenly be like, okay, I'm done, guys. This is just too much production value. (laughs) 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 And speaking of rides that could have done with a little bit more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what, in my opinion, is the worst attraction in the theme parks. And I can't think of one that's worse. Uh, Even Carousel Progress is better. Oh, in like every theme park you've ever been to? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or at least in the Orlando area. I would say at least half of Poseidon's Fury. Depends on what day. Ooh. Because on certain days, it's the best attraction in the pantheon of Orlando theme parks. Um, and that that's probably what puts it above Fast and Furious too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fast and Furious will have appeal to some people, especially those who got like a huge kick out of um, FMV uh, sequences and old uh, like '90s era CD-ROM games. Oh, if if you love the movies, you will absolutely love the Q line. The Q line is just littered. The Q, the Q line was really cool. That, that yeah, was the- that was uh, that was. Part- I enjoyed that more than the ride, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's that is a, a common thing I'm hearing. Um, yeah. The ride would- itself. <laughs> The ride, the ride itself was bollocks, like straight up. Like I, I was, I was getting a kick out of the FMV stuff because a lot of it was live action. Um, but then, yeah, we, oh yeah, during the queue part where you're looking at the video of uh, one of the characters, I forget the guy's name, Tez, I think, Taz, Tez, something like that. Yeah, you leaned over to me and you said, "Is that digital? Is, is that this? dude? Is that dude in CG?" Um, and I read about that, and apparently, it's not. The only wow, parts, really? the, the only parts of it that are CG are the lighting that they couldn't get exact. Okay, that's probably what gave it the CG look because I, yes. I took two and three different looks at it. I'm like, 
it I looks think like that some, is CG. It looked like some mocap from Grand Theft Auto, didn't it? Yeah, it didn't. It it looked uh, almost as good as some video games I've seen. Yeah, but it 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 ha- it was off. It was definitely off because in some was, way. There was there's a certain um, there's a certain dip, like a momentary dip into the uncanny valley that, like even the most high def of uh, live renders. Uh, or pre-renders of video games will have when it comes to lighting effects because lighting as an organic entity can never be predicted and therefore can never be replicated. That's one of like 3D animation's holy grails is good lighting. Um, so the way light hits the human f- the human face has to count on like X amount of layers of, uh, of refraction and reflection and you can never get it to be to look as realistic as you want it to. So you can see the lights hitting uh, Lud- uh, I think it's ludicrous that was the actor hitting his so. hitting his face and a lot of the spec seems off. It's like artificially tracing certain curves uh, you know around the nose and the mouth and it's like what the fuck is this? But as it turned out, it was just the light itself that was artificial and not him. Okay, which makes more sense because I would assume that it's a lot cheaper to just grab a camera and put him from a brick wall and just record him. And they have footage than- of live actors doing the same, doing the same, uh, doing the same uh, act, uh, staging. Staging is what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like The Rock, even he was doing that, like the sort of handy cam. Uh, live selfie kind of an angle. Uh, yeah, what they do <clears throat> in WWE promos. Right, yes. Um, but then here's what happens in the middle of the ride that like kind of boggles me, really. It goes from this uh, cheesy live action uh, proje- scrim projection of like a, of like an actual like a material set, but all the actors oh, yeah. are like 2D, and then it becomes like 3D animated, like almost completely CGI. That's the part of the stunt show where... You know, you're looking at all the cars blowing up and helicopters are, you know, weaving in and out of buildings and shit, um, which I don't I have no questions about the you know physical possibilities of that. I'm fine. Yeah. We're leaving and at the I door. Haven't seen it's any Fast of the and the Furious. I, I haven't seen any of the movies and I'm assuming like the bad guy is from like one or two of the movies. That's a date of the grocery store. Basically what the ride is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what goes on in the ride in those movies? Like, if Vin Diesel wants to go to the bathroom, he has to hop into a semi-tractor trailer and jump it over three overpasses and somehow... He to get into a charger hit a and hel- take off at 70 miles an hour. Hit a helicopter that was just there, which then they both explode, and then he, like, vaults out, does a triple Lindy, and lands into, like, a harvester, and then oh, drives it down uh, drives it down the highway and uh, parks it at Walmart. Anyway, um... <laughs> that was okay. I was fine with that. But it being in like 100% CGI and low res CGI at that, get the fuck out of my face with that. Yeah, that was it, just, it was, uh, it was the cash iniest of Universal's cash in rides. And they've made a few that have gotten some fans. Twister is at the top of that list. But this thing was just flat out, mm, I don't know. It, it was, it was phoned in. A lot of it was just phoned in. Not on the part of the actors. They brought some much-needed heft to it, especially the guy that was at the front of the queue. That leads oh, you. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Um, yeah, the Jamie character. Because there's there's a Jamie character and there's a Pat character who talks to you. Yeah, yeah. And gender yeah. neutral names, obviously. Yeah. Our Jamie was the tits. That yeah. guy was like he, that <laughs> guy was people with chainsaws out there. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was like uh, that guy was like a fucking just a minigun of improv. And I hope uh, I hope uh, we see him like go the Wayne Brady route at some point. Which, if you believe Universal lore, you, Wayne Brady got to start as a Ghostbuster and then achieve much greater things, much to the annoyance of a lot of people. 
But still, if you're good at improv, you should be it good at success. It will work for you. Yeah. Anyway, so that was Fast and the Furious Supercharged. Yeah. So we get out of that, and then we walk over and we see the Vamp 85 New Vamp, Year's countdown. Vamp 85 uh, is probably my favorite scare zone. I don't want to like run over any other favorite scare zones that I've already made claims to. That thing was so fucking cool. <laughs> it, I want to go back just for that and watch that the bit. countdown. Yeah, yeah, and like see all the uh, the the, the, perform- uh, the uh, performance cycles. Because yeah, they had a. Um, there was a Prince zombie. There was uh-huh. DMC. Yeah. Uh, there was at least two or three Michael Jacksons. I lost count at some yeah. point. It's almost obligatory. Yeah, just a, like any artist from the yeah. 80s you could think of. Uh-huh. He, that was there in zombie form. Uh-huh. Um, but now what What the idea was, is I don't know if you want to try to explain this. Um, I thought to me it looked like they tried to do um, the concert scene from The Lost Boys, but they couldn't get the license or something. <laughs> So they just decided to come up with their own vampire-centric party concept. That's not a bad idea. I love the shit out of that one. Yeah, with the, with the fake news crew roaming roaming the streets to all the like uh, to all the uh, the '80s pop that they were blaring on the park studio on the park speakers. It was so cool. It was uh, and that was like a good time. I felt like I was missing, but you know, it was there. There's still that wall, that fictional wall that, that sits between you know. Uh, the stagehands and the people performing and, you know, their uh, live audience. Um, but that was neat. That would be the one scare zone to make a beeline for, like, right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they do it on the hour. I think they did the countdown right at midnight, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or or oh, no, no, do no, no, they no, do no. it on the hour? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I completely misheard what you said. No, they did it kind of like Pleasure Island style, where it was, okay. like, once every 30 minutes or so. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Maybe it could have been once. It, it, it was intermittent is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. It was intermittent and balls. Awesome. Yeah. That was definitely my favorite scare zone. Uh, uh-huh. After that, so uh, then the we next went, house we did, we wanted to do poltergeist, but the wait was too long. Uh, so we ended up hitting scary tales. Yeah. Which and, was a huge win. That yeah. was, I, I've heard a lot of great things about poltergeist. I want to still do poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Scary tales. Was worth it. Yeah, like there was the uh, there was the witch at the front of it. I, oh yeah, yeah. who was repelling who, from like three different spots above yeah, you. Yeah, she was like you know flying above the audience or above the uh, above the uh, 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 the, the attendees, crowd. the crowd. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then, um, god damn it, there was a, a a frog person. I don't know. It got it got trippy in there, which I wasn't expecting. No, especially I in mean, Hall- Halloween Horror Nights, you know. When Hans comes out from around the corner, he's got blood dripping down his face. I'm like, okay. Got somebody ate Humpty Dumpty and then vomited on us. <laughs> Is that what that was? I think so. I don't know, dude. This house. I mean, we just contended with the Swamp Yeti, and Scary Tales was making my fucking head spin. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Little Red Riding Hood who. It was either her or it was Goldilocks had taken out a wolf or a bear. I couldn't remember which it was. I think they all kind of just blended in together at yeah, some point they all because just like yeah, merged. It was, yeah. The idea behind Scary Tales is basically McFarlane's uh, fairy tale or gothic fairy tale action figure uh, series that he had a long time ago. Except, you know, you're not allowed to touch these because they're people. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to get over like the, the bit with the, the witch flying around and shit. I know um, that was I mean, that's like your headline act right in the very front of the uh, the attraction. 
Definitely. I would have used that as a closer. Well, like The Fallen did, so I guess they wanted to kind of invert that, but fucking whatever. That was another good one. Um, and then, let me see, we did Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, which was uh, which was not really scary, uh, if not for the fact that um, every time Michael popped out you know, with his knife, you yeah. kept hearing like a like an anime sounding uh, swoosh. Yeah, you hear like that. And it was like, I, I noticed it was always two slashes. Yeah, I kept expecting to see speed lines like flashing behind his head when he popped out. <laughs> <laughs> With the, the anime flashing coming down at you. Yeah. Deja vu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, which do you think you uh, was the bigger payoff? Halloween 4 or Last House of the Night, Stranger Things? Stranger Things was cool. Um, it wasn't my favorite house of the night, but I thought it was clever as shit. And they went, I'm pretty sure that like standards and practices or whoever their insurance bonds are bent, yeah. bent over backwards to make it happen because there are child actors in it. And I, yeah, and, not, not little people acting as kids. Either. These, these look like they were kids, kids. And if, and if, okay. And, and we're going to leave this segment of the show open for somebody to contest this. And please do. If they were adults, they were very small. I'm, well, they weren't little people. They were people. very convincing. They weren't little people. I'm saying they, they were diminutive as shit human beings. <laughs> they were Sally kid size. <laughs> they looked like children. And I got a good glimpse of it. I'm like, is that, holy shit, that is actually a Dustin. That kid could be like Dustin's stunt double. The very end... Um, where Eleven is standing uh, right before, as you're going out the exit, uh-huh. out of the corner of your eye, I see somebody in a dress, and it's like, oh, there's Eleven. Yeah. You're a child. Uh, yeah. That I, w- I thought all everyone else was just people. Sh- was, you are a was, kid. was just shorter, yeah. And yeah. It, it's, it was the damnedest thing. I was getting like, like, after I saw Dustin, I was like, okay, all right, maybe that's just really good casting. And then I saw Lucas, and I was like, Motherfucker! <laughs> it is two a.m. What are you doing up? And then like the and then like um, either Will or I forget one of the other kids. Uh, uh, it was um not Will. It was Mike. Uh, and then I saw Mike like um, popping out, and I'm like, I gotta get a good look. So I'm in this motherfucker's face, and I'm like, <laughs> You're a youth, and you are out too damn late. Get go home. <laughs> there are adults, nothing good happens after midnight. There are adults drinking here. <laughs> um, so that was cool. The other thing I noticed about this house, and I want to state this right away, is that uh, it's the uh, only Halloween Horror Nights house I think in existence that has a cold open. Uh, yeah, because that, that one room we're walking through, it's all dark, but it has a screen with the 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 show's song, and well, it just says. Stranger Things. Well, you walk right in, and it's the very first scene of the very first episode with the uh, with the demigorgon and the elevator and the scientist, right? Oh yeah, and you see the legs dangling in yeah. the elevator. And then you take a left, and suddenly you're in a dark room, and then you see the the logo on a giant projection in front of you, uh, going frame uh, frame first. And it was like, okay, that was neat. <laughs> yeah, and as we're going under the screen. I, I, I think I leaned forward and I asked, was something supposed to happen in there? No. Nope. Was someone supposed to jump out at us? No. Nope. Nah, it's just, we're, this is Stranger Things house, in case you didn't realize you that were beforehand. Just, you were introduced to the events about to unfold before you. Stranger Things are about to happen. Yeah, and then the rest of the house is like uh, arguably shorter than the cold open section of it. 
I don't know. I, it was a lot of it. A lot of it was kind of um, sensory overload. That house and and for uh, Halloween, Halloween Halloween Horror Nights, that's kind of an impressive feat to pull off. Yeah, there was one part of that house where the lights were flashing so frantically, mm-hmm. so much. I had I could still see, but I had to put my hand out. Yeah, just one maintain balance and two catch anything in case I started to fall. I remember Castle Byers. I remember we went into the Byers household. And that's pretty much the only bits that I can consciously recollect. That and they were kids. <laughs> <laughs> and they were kids. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time we got out of there, it was already closing time. Time to get the hell out and uh, go back to our room yeah, and pass our, out. My feet were not wanting for any more of that. So we had the we had the exit and left behind like six houses, two scare zones, and a pretty damn good excuse to come back in October, which I'm planning on doing. And that was a uh, Halloween Horror Nights. All right, so uh, another thing that's going on this time of year, we have Halloween. We also have at the nonstop festival that is Epcot. Uh, this time of year is the uh, Food and Wine Festival, the, and there was a lot of that, too. The Bacchanalian typhoon that is Food and Wine. And I've never been to one. You really should go at least once. It's You're going to have some of the best food you ever had in your I'd life. I'd like to go repeatedly like you do. <laughs> Get an annual pass. I mean, I am literally one more visit away from getting a little souvenir bamboo cutting board that's like, it has Mickey's face on it. Dude, you're one more visit away from getting your own toilet on property. I think they owe me that already. <laughs> I've given them so much money. It's, like, it's, it's, it's in the back behind Japan. It's like the Disney Vacation Club, but, uh, you know, it's a shitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've done uh, food and wine three times. Uh, if I were to have an because... I still need to do uh, from Mexico to America, do the pavilions in there. Mm-hmm. I've done just about everything else on the property. Uh, I think that if I, if I were to make like my top three recommendations right now of what to get, uh-huh. the first one would be you go to the area that's um, in the future world because now not all the eateries are in the world uh, in the world showcase. Some of them have opened up in the future world area. Yeah. And one of them is called Earth Eats, and it's basically kind of like, um, you know, there's some uh, burgers and there's some other things. They have a, a slider there called the Steakhouse, which the the meat with the cheese that they use mm-hmm. on a broche bun, and mm-hmm. it's like this big. Yep. And it is, oh, man, that was really, really good. Mm. Um, I do have it in one of my videos. Uh, I, I've made a, a number of videos of shaky cam footage, Bob, Bob footage, I think call it, <laughs> because I can't hold a camera to save my life, apparently. After watching, it's like, oh, God, how do I edit this now, this mess? Oh, it's just uh, seeing the world through Michael J. Fox's eyes. <laughs> That's all you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you're trying- it's about the same height, too. I hold the camera, like, right about here. You're trying to be empathetic. Exactly. After that, I highly, highly recommend the teriyaki chicken bun that they have at Japan. Mm-hmm. The thing is like yeah. the size of a softball, you, and it's just stuffed with teriyaki chicken. Dude, and you're you're telling me that they have bao there, and I hadn't had bao since I left Chicago because of uh, they had a chain that did bao buns and ramen. Fuck yeah. those things are goddamn good. <laughs> They're addicting. Yeah, They're very, very, very good. Uh huh. And the the third thing I'd have to recommend. And it's, it's to some people, this sounds like the nastiest thing on earth. The escargot. Yeah. It's really good. Can, it is really good. You can do worse than escargot. Because a lot of people think escargot and they start. 
No, I can do escargot. Um, Rocky Mountain oysters, I probably don't see myself doing. I've done them once, and then I was told what it was, and I instantly hated them forever. But at the same time, I was like... I think somebody told me about you in middle school, years before we actually met. Because somebody always knows somebody that tried Rocky Mountain oysters before they were told what they were. Well, that's the only way you're going to try them. Yeah, really. I guess so. I mean, if you're going to say, these are buffalo balls yeah. or sheep balls or whatever. Just, like, just, oh, get just balls. It's gonads just, or something. Just balls. <laughs> what is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? The weirdest thing I've ever eaten. According to a lot yeah. of people, something I have like quite frequently for breakfast is uh, totally weird. And it's not. It's like a normal thing for me because when you're on food stamps, you have to adapt. Right. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah. So and and I'm not on food stamps anymore. So like I'm not like fishing for sympathy or anything. This was long ago. Um, I like to have a dish called tamago gohan, which is a Japanese. Uh, I don't know if it's a typical Japanese breakfast dish, but it's had in the morning. It's rice uh, with uh, raw egg uh, mixed with soy sauce, and you pour it over the rice. And when you fluff the rice up, it, it like uh, cooks the egg up. But people can't. Oh, the heat of the rice cooks the egg. Exactly. Yeah. And oh, okay. people can't get past the fact that you're using raw egg. And it's like, man, you can eat raw egg, and it won't kill you. It won't even hurt you. And it's just like, well, the consistency or something. It's like, man, get over it. It's delicious, and it's not even that bad for you. Isn't that the same way they make egg fried rice? Yeah, but the egg is cooked by the time it makes its way to the table. You know. <laughs> I've seen some people pour the egg into the rice and start cooking it. So uh, there are some people who do egg. That's actually egg drop soup. Like they drop the egg into the bo- into the uh, heated broth, and that's why it's all like stripy and ribbony. Okay, that's also a good thing. I wouldn't say that's too weird. So yeah, exactly. But people act like I'm, I'm fucking eating. Uh, I don't know, ba- like uh, just baboon eyeballs or something. It's like it's raw <laughs> egg and rice, man. Calm down. <laughs> But there's kombu flakes on it. Oh, my God. Just move away from burgers for a week. <laughs> At least try it just yeah. once. So that's like the weirdest thing everybody else thinks I eat. The weirdest thing I've ever eaten, I think, are gizzards. Okay, that's not too outside of the... I mean, it, it's... So maybe I need to be more adventurous or something. I don't know. But the last time I told somebody about gizzards, they were like, fucking gizzards? Like the thing that cleans. I think that depends on the person. If yeah. you know, like pig's feet, if somebody assumes that's disgusting, but some people like that's a delicacy to them. Oh, I've had pickled eggs once. I don't think I have the shit that's in a jar at the convenience stores no, in very I, small I know towns. What it is. I don't think I've ever had. Probably it. on a dirt road. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what's the shit is peanuts in your Coca Cola. Yes. Yep. And I tell you what, you know what? Uh, I, I uh, brought a little bit of religion up to uh, Chicago when I was still there. I told people about that. You know what's kind of you do that to, in front of somebody and they freak out? No, they didn't freak out. They were like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "I put peanuts in my coke, bitch. You want some?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the f- you started that fire. Here's the funny thing. One of the guys saw me doing it, and they're like, "Oh, nice peanuts and coke." And I'm like, "You've done peanuts and coke." And they're like, "Yeah, my mom used to do that shit." <laughs> Did you grow up in the south? No, I grew up up here. It's like, oh, the universal language of love. People know peanuts and Coke. People can bond over this ritual. <laughs> this will solve wars. Yes, exactly. All you need is some peanuts and Coke. <laughs> unless you live in Saudi Arabia. Unless you live in Saudi Arabia. Why, what's what's up with the Middle East and peanuts I, or Coke? No, wait, no, you can't drink over there. That's right. I wonder what their opinion is on soda. Because uh, I'm, I'm not sure if they have a flavor at the, the Coke pavilion at, at Epcot. 
There's the Beverly. That's all I know about uh, getting beverages. That's from Italy. That's from Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know if you were like going to use that as a topic, uh, jumping off a platform for that or not. But I probably can because I I issued a uh, a challenge to myself. Uh, yes. A couple weeks back. Audience interaction. and you motherfuckers came through. <laughs> All right, what happened? In a I'm- way, I was because I think I was I was writing around uh, forty two subscribers mm-hmm. for a while, right? Like almost to the point where the the channel was stagnated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did a couple of videos, mm-hmm. and then I decided to issue a challenge that if we surpass fifty subscribers, I'll go ahead. I'll chug uh, two two cups. That they serve you of Beverly. Uh-huh. All right. Which some people have taken one one sip yeah. of this drink and just start reaching immediately. Yeah, the gag reflex kicks in. Yeah, it's like this isn't normal. Get it out of my body, type of deal. <laughs> Beverly is probably one of the most bitter drinks you could think of. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's called a soft drink, but that's nothing soft about uh-huh. this thing. It's a mistake in liquid form. Well, the, the funny thing is, is I issued this challenge, and the very next day, mm-hmm. eighteen new subscribers. Eighteen, that's good. Yeah. It's good. For, so, I, yeah, I, I wanted to give it some time to make sure these weren't people who just like subscribed and like a day or two later unsubscribed because that that happens so, too. So, so, regardless, you had the Beverly because that was an achievement worthy of self abuse. Uh, I I am going to have to fulfill this challenge next time I go to. Oh, Epcot. you haven't done it yet. Uh, shit. Not yet. You ain't gonna Welsh. I haven't been to Epcot since we uh, hit the mark. Okay, but I will. All right, because uh, you got people counting on you now, <laughs> and and they want to see they want to see you puke, Bob. You puke, you, you they, fucking they, vomit. They God see damn the it. Payoff. Yes, exactly. I wonder what. Oh man, I wonder if they if they have a code V. <laughs> this place. What's like, a code? Oh, someone drank the, the Beverly. <laughs> oh. Issue code V. Uh, basically, if somebody if somebody lurches, then yeah. There's, Bring the the sawdust. There's a cleanup the crew, tide. and then the meat wagon comes out with all the mops, and everybody's like Keystone copping around your puddle of uh, former former uh, nutrition. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to be delicate, damn it. Yeah. S- why? Why start now? All the barf and spew, and. Uh, Food corpse that you can summon up. I I could say, hey, I'm creating, I'm going to create my own Halloween Horror Nights right here. <laughs> I just want to see a truck rush in the spot, like. <laughs> Get my two cups, and then like, uh, ma'am, you're in the splash zone. You might want to move back. <laughs> two hand in the barf. Oh God, I, I'm not looking forward to this, but I, I, it's a challenge I issued, and I'm I'm gonna fulfill it. Yep. It's uh, maybe I should make you come do it with me. Uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to be there. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want anything to do with this. I, uh, I, yeah, unless I get like a Gallagher sheet or something. You still got to make good on that, Beverly. Yeah, uh, I gotta come through. Mm-hmm. The whole world's watching you. Puke, Bob. <laughs> Puke. 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 You were going to go back for seconds. Oh. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. scene set. We decided we get to City Walk 
uh, we got like an hour and a half, an hour before they start letting us into City Walk. Mm-hmm. We decide we're going to stop somewhere in here. We're going to get something to eat. Yeah, yeah. We're looking at, like, there's a Burger King over there and there's a Moe's over there. We ended up going to Margaritaville, but before that, we're just like, oh, look, oh, there's a puppet stand over there. Oh, look at the Marvel merchandise. Yeah. Oh, let's eat that. We, and then you point at the watch pl- the store. It was like, a, what was it was like a fossil watch joint. Fossil. Yeah. That was yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. You said, oh, let's eat that. And, oh, God, what did I say then? Because it was, I don't know. I think you were like trying to mute my snark because by that point we were like, oh, we're really hungry. We need to find some place to eat. Yeah, so my, my threshold was. You were was just like, oh, okay, that's enough, Corey, and then whatever. And then I say, well, you know, they're going to be good for seconds. And I didn't realize what I had just done. And you're like, you're like, you react. That was so perfect. Well, the thing is that you kind of react in that way that's like a non reaction. And then I picked up on it. And then I'm like, yeah, I just did that to you. <laughs> but you can see the wheels <laughs> turning. And, and there's still no reaction out of me. I'm like, uh, and then it, then you could, by looking at my face, no. you could see it when it hit. It was a it, it was it was a pun whose dankness and force was so fucking brute that it shut down your cerebral processes for at least a whole second. And then I looked I looked the next to me and I'm like, oh, I fucking did it again, didn't I? That's right. It was one of those puns you wanted to stop traffic and let everyone else around you know. <laughs> no, it was one of those seconds. It was seconds. It was one of those puns that people on I four were slowing down just to appreciate the blast that it had left. The, the craterous fucking destruction that was left at its wake. That's right. You want seconds? I'll give you seconds. Anyway. You had to be there. All right, so before we end, we're going to talk about stuff that we're doing currently. Corey, what are you yeah, doing what right you now? Doing? What you doing? All right, well, uh, one thing I'm not doing currently is having alcoholic beverages, so there will be no Pixel Mixer. Like that's worked out in the last two fucking times I've tried to. Um, yeah, it's a good attempt. I, I like it. It's, the thing is, is that like I've always been kind of like put on the spot at that moment because I'm like ill prepared, and the work needs to be done. That's the thing. But I can't have any alcohol due to a dietary restriction. I'll leave you to guess whether whatever that is or whatever that might mean. Uh, uh, herpes. Lots and lots of herpes, dude. That's. Okay, well, there goes that dating pool. Thanks for nothing. All right, so what? All right, all right, all right. Hold, hold. <laughs> butt rash. <laughs> Whole lot of butt rash. That's not any better. Just kind of <laughs> it, it goes down the back of his leg. <laughs> Dude, just leave the whole sequence in. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what you doing? Basically, I'm doing Pixel Mixer without the drinks, and I'm playing Spider-Man. It's, oh. it's Spooderman. And I, you, you're, I'm one of like five people not playing this game I now. I know. It's like, it, and I did, I did eventually break down. It was on the radar. Like, admittedly, I was going to do it because Insomniac was making it, and they don't often do like a licensed IP. So I wanted to see how they were going to, you know, how it was going to turn out. Um. But I was going to kind of like hang back on it for a little bit and wait for it to, I don't know. I use what's uh, my window of uh, my window of like um, awareness for these things is usually like about two years or engagement. Sorry, window of engagement for these things is like two years or so. Um, but everybody's just fucking talking about it already. So I'm like, okay, apparently this thing is special and I want in. I almost. Yeah, there's got to be something to this. I almost never buy brand new AAA games for myself fucking ever. 
I think the, I can't even remember the last time I did. It might have been like Uncharted, uh, Lost Legacy. Um, but yeah, so I went ahead and got it. It's I don't know what I can say about it that hasn't been fucking said already. So I'm gonna try to like pick out a couple of things that maybe other people haven't mentioned already that perhaps you, the uh, able player, haven't picked up on either. So a lot of it is compared to Arkham Asylum. How much is a given? There's a lot of chain combos and stuff. The difference between Arkham Asylum and this, I'd say, is most of Batman stuff is ground-based and grapple-based, and a lot of this involves acrobatics and web-swinging and, you know, trying to hop from one target to the next to the next without getting grazed, and it does a really good job at that. Crazy-ass attention to detail in this. Like, you're flying past windows, crawling up buildings. You know that they can't, like, render the interiors of all of these. It's the entirety of New York City. Like, it isn't even, like... Yeah, I've heard it's crazy Yeah, how big it is. Yeah, and there's, like, if, like, you can, you can compare this to other open-world games like Grand Theft Auto, but the, most of those are fictional cities. Uh, I think... Oh, uh, what's, uh, quick question. Uh-huh. When you say New York City, are you meaning just Manhattan Island, or do you mean, like, all five of the boroughs? As far as I can tell, it's all five of the fucking boroughs. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Now, the thing, the thing is that they might be taking advantage of, like, condensed geometry within traversal sequences in the game. I don't really know. But the blocks, like, going block to block on foot, it seems like it is uh, comparable geography. You know what I mean? Here's the the game I was about to compare it to. Here's the game I was about to compare it to. Watch Dogs takes place in Chicago. Now, I know you know what that game is, right? It's open world. Yeah, it's the hacker game. Yeah. But in Watch Dogs, you can literally, like, walk from Old Town to, or their version of Old Town, to Goose Island in, like, a minute. And there's, like, maybe five blocks in between those two locations, and it's like, that's not fucking Chicago, guys, whatever. So, but this has made a pretty good, uh, convincing argument that, um, that realistic geography can be achieved. And I don't really know how they did it. Uh, I mean, as on the ground, I mean, the traversing is pretty obvious because you can just swing from one building to the other and it's all like, a, a, you know, extended field of view. Duh. Um, the only other thing that I, and I didn't have, I didn't have a problem with this per se, but I kind of thought that like, uh, in certain traversal sequences, it's really easy to lose control of your shit and uh, have your footing go awry. I thought that like, if this should happen to you and you're just kind of like fucking fat fingering it through web swinging, and you're, like, bouncing between the buildings and shit, and that kind of loses control. There ought to be some sort of a penalty for that. Because by that point, you're just making Spider-Man look bad. And that's... <laughs> and that's like, one of those, that's, like, one of those heroes who's, like, you know, posing in action shots is pretty much, like, his central marketing. And you can literally, like, fucking ham-fist it from one end of Manhattan to the other end of Hell's Kitchen without an ounce of grace and you'll land like a cat that just like fell off of a bookshelf but all in all like as an open world superhero game and um i don't tend to gravitate towards open world or at least open world games like this like grand theft auto i'm totally cold on and i haven't touched since vice city uh it's it's goddamn good and you can get a lot of mileage out of the photos uh the random uh the random crimes happen around the city there's no shortage of shit to do um it's a good time. So that's Spider-Man PS4. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, what, what? Oh yeah. What, what do you think of the shirt? Tip the merch. You like the? <laughs> you, you like the shirt? Hawk the swag. Uh, <laughs> you can get one too. <laughs> what are you fucking? <laughs> I, I'm trying to show the shirt. <laughs> okay, I can, we can. It's <laughs> okay. all right. Yeah, I. I'm, now that I've acted like a jackass for the 
hundredth time today. So yeah, Cretans Guild Apparel. It exists. <laughs> yeah, just go to tpublic.com mm -hmm. and do search for Cretans Guild. We've got a couple of designs up there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there's going to be some things that you'd be into. I think, depending on your taste. I think, uh, and everything. I got the uh, I got the belt uh, shirt, the one with the belt design on it. But it's yeah, it's still I love that it's still one. in the dirties, though. That's why I'm not representing at the moment. Oh, so is this? But I, yeah, I'll wear it so there's a hole in it. Well, thanks for <laughs> showing me up. Then. Oh, yeah, that, that's the other mm -hmm. thing. Uh, these tiki's, uh, you you probably know who designed them. But if you are into tiki art in any way. Mm -hmm. The name Tiki Tony. He drew these just for us. He drew these three and he said, here you go. These are yours. You have them. It's like, dude, yeah. you are freaking Yeah, that awesome. was that was mighty chill of him. Uh, it's, it's, that was... And the, and the, and the, and the guy's... Uh, yeah. The guy's busy as shit. Like, he actually, he oh actually God, helped yes. put out a book earlier this year, which is uh, uh, Trader Brandon's Guide to a Tiki decorating i want to say it's that I, I don't know it's still back but um i've actually been uh i was skimming through it right before i moved and uh looking for ideas to help dress this place up too um but yeah it was it was that was cool as shit that we he was able to help us out i help us out he actually drew and i didn't even us. i i i reached out to him i said hey can you give me some ideas for tiki art and then he literally like two days later mm -hmm. just emailed me back yeah here's three pieces of art go nuts you can have them <laughs> like do, do you want a commission or something? Because I, he does. This is Tiki Tony. He doesn't. He's he's well. I don't know if I want to say he's he's cheap because he's not. <laughs> he's probably not. Nah. But he just said, "Here you go, buddy." Coolest guy Damn in the world. Oh, fuck! There was such an open turnaround or turnover for your mom joke there, and he didn't take it. You know who else is cheap? Lone Ranger's mother. That's right, Jay. That's what happens ah. when you're not on our show. Damn it. Yeah, absent son of a we bitch. We need a ringleader back. <laughs> I have to fill in the sadist reins. You know what that does? Well, it doesn't do anything to me because I kind of do that. And yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah it's a naturally uh, 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 fitting role. Anyway. But, but you, you don't have the charisma that he No, portrays. I don't have the tenor or the pomp. It's just, it's just, it's not, not you're never as good as original. You're never going to be. Jay, I hope you come back for the next episode because I think you're really gonna like right. it. So, hope so. But as for this episode, uh, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, I'm just so we feed off your dialogue. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram. We do have a Facebook. I think I posted on it today for the first time in weeks. Saw that. Wait, what did and, you post today? It was the um. Uh, oh, the Weird the Al video Al, that yeah, you shared was, with it us. It was Weezer Weird Al doing a cover of Africa, and I'm like. How many covers of Africa have there been? It's surprisingly not that many. You think it would be one but of those? Not that many done by Weezer, parodied by or uh, lip synced by, by Weird yeah, Al. Yeah, exactly. Which was it was a very strange kind of Chevy Chase Paul Simon moment, and uh, it's funny that <laughs> yeah. it's funny yeah. that we were able to drill through like two generations before uh, somebody kind of, before somebody remembered that that existed. Like, hey, remember that? No. When Chevy Chase didn't actually sing "Call Me Al." I think we should do that with Weird Al Yankovic, because it's both ironic, but still cool at the same time. But we won't know until we actually do it. But yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, pretty awesome. It was. Uh, yeah. Go check it out. It's on our Facebook yeah. page. Go to our Twitter account to reach out to us, myself, Corey, and Jay, if you want. So we feed off your dialogue, and uh, I need to go feed off like ramen noodles and shit right now because I'm fucking starving. 
we say to all of our followers, new and old, welcome to the guild. This podcast is part of the Somebodies Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies.